Hey there. Hey guys. It's David. And Justin. And before we get started, I wanted to welcome all the potential new listeners checking out our show for the first time. You should know that we're not journalists. We're just fans that have done 132 episodes of a podcast dedicated to Jimmy Eat World. That said, understand we did not take the opportunity to sit down with Jim lightly. We were nervous. Chris Farley interviewing Paul McCartney level nervous. And while some may take our approach as amateur, we hope you can enjoy the content for what it is. A few dads talking shop about music, life, and coffee. You may even catch a bit of Zoom crosstalk. And now, without further ado, Mr. Mr. Jim Atkins. There's really nothing more of a bummer than routing computer audio, I gotta say. You oh, know yeah, what? Yeah. That is a pain point of our podcast, I'll tell you what. We have had uh, our fair share of routing issues <laughs> over here. I know that one. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time and uh, even remembering <laughs> that yeah. we exist. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah, I've been meaning to reach out to you guys for a while now, so it's kind of cool that finally made it happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's only been uh, 579 days, but uh, who's counting? Well, who's counting? <laughs> who's counting? <laughs> not, not you, apparently. <laughs> Luckily, Google does some quick math for me because I had to look back on the Twitter post that I made and your response. I was like, all right, all right. I just got to check how many days ago it was. The fact that you responded to us was enough for uh, me. You know, that was yeah, enough. But, okay, now, now I'm fully walking the walk by, by coming on the <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, man, you have, you have committed yeah. and you're here. So, and you're uh, only the second Jim Adkins we've had on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah? You've had the other Jim Adkins? We yeah. had the other Jim Adkins. I remember finding him online years and years ago. I told Justin one day, I was like, hey, one day, like, let's just see if he wants to come on. And he was game. He was cool. Have I've, you ever I've met him in out, real life? No, I've reached out to him because I thought it'd be sort of interesting to do a split seven inch with him for like a record store day thing. That's okay. Well, <laughs> cross that off our that question, question list. We'd cover each other's songs. And he's like, well, um, I don't know if your audience would really like what I do, <laughs> you know, I'm like, when I spoke with him, that's what point. he said, too. Yeah, it's not the point. <laughs> I don't know if you had asked him when I spoke with him. He kept saying that it's just different sounds, but he was still a good guy. He sent us, David and I, some merch, sent us some cool uh, stickers and, and T-shirts and things and some albums of his. So, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, he seems like a good guy. So you mentioned that you'd been meaning to reach out to us. Did you ever happen to listen to an episode at all? No, I haven't listened to your guys. Uh, yeah, yeah they're long. Yet. They're okay. long. It's a, it's a commitment. <laughs> Enough about me. What do you think about me? Where are all the facets of, of me? It seemed like, uh, you know. We do have an inside joke that Zach hate listens to the pod. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he hate listens to it. I don't I don't think he's hate listening to your podcast. <laughs> and even if it is listen, it's it's out of love. We we have reached out to him on Twitter and he has chimed in on a couple of questions that we had for some of the deeper cuts. Uh you know cuz we're doing every track that you guys have put out. We network. did a Satanica episode. We, yeah, Satanica. Oh no way. Yeah. 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 yeah and that, that was pretty funny like I, I remember making that uh pre-bleed American with the uh the Sony PlayStation, it was called the Sony Sony Sound Generator, I think it was. MTV, the, quote, MTV quote, Sound Generator. MTV Generate. Sound Generator, yeah. yeah. There's actually some sounds from that on uh, Get It Faster. Oh, really? actually made it on the Bleed American, yeah. Some of the some of the creepy stuff in the intro. Oh, was that. that's cool. I just I was just thinking, like, could I make an actual song by, like, it was sort of like a really wacky precursor to, like, the GarageBand V1, you know? And, uh... I had this, I was just like stayed up really late, really late one night and did that. It was just hilarious. And then when, um, after we delivered Bleed American and we needed like, uh, you know, B-sides for stuff, I was like, let's use this. 
And everyone thought it was hilarious. So we actually sent it to Bob Ludwig to get mastered. He, he mastered <laughs> the output he from mastered the MTV that. music. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> I can only imagine being in the being in the, a session with Bob Ludwig mastering. Right. And that. he's got somebody visiting too. He's like, oh, we got this new track from Jimmy. Well, let me load this up real quick. I'll, I'll show you what I do. Yeah. He's like, what? Is I mean, this? and at that like, point, really? You have, I mean, I imagine whatever version of PlayStation you have, if it's going to be the first generation, you've got the RCA out. So you're probably, you went, and, what did you do? Did you record into like a four track or something from your PlayStation? Yeah, I think I played it into a DAP machine, actually. Okay. I had, a, I had, did have a DAP machine for a while. I was, I was yeah. like mixing down things to DAT. So it was probably on a DAT and I, I sent that in. That's rad. <laughs> yeah, I definitely spent uh, a few of my hard-earned dollars renting that game, which is a th- it's not even a game. It's a, it's like a sequencing tool. And I, we, I, I spent uh, essentially two nights, just my buddy Eric and I would, uh, the, our favorite little sound, and I was able to get a copy of this because people, you know, ROMs and stuff online just to be able to get them again. But it was the whale sound. And it was this <laughs> very strange and odd we would have this great track that we would put together, and then right in the middle, we'd slap that whale sound in there. Yeah. And that, that was our signature. I, I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. There is a podcast called Blink-155 that I was a big fan of, and there wound up being a huge fan community around more of the podcast than the band Blink-182 itself. And it was such a great group of people. I said, man, I would love to like make a community like that. And I asked my wife, I said would you want to do a Jimmy world podcast with me? Because Jimmy world's her favorite band as well. And uh, she was like, no, it's very personal to me. I don't need to analyze every bit of music. So there's people like Justin and I that really wanted to really get into the nitty gritty. And then there's people like my wife who it's very personal to her. And I remember when uh, we went and saw you at velvet Jones in 2015 uh, she got to meet you after the show and let you know that in person. And that was important to her more than <laughs> a podcast about it. But she's married to a guy that does. So <laughs> um, well, that's cool. But I feel it our duty to uh, be that conduit from the fans to you to let you know that how much your music means to all of us. We talked to Davey about a praise chorus. And that was what a rad interview. Early, yeah. yeah. And it's been a wild, wild ride. No, that's awesome. At this point, I could I could retire. I think we yeah. don't even have to do the remaining uh, 40 episodes. I think episodes. the listeners would prefer it, actually. <laughs> yeah. We did reach out to, to our, some of our followers and asked if they had any questions that we wanted them to ask. And a lot of them just said, just let him know how much we appreciate him and his music and, and what he's done. And I'm sure you get that a lot from a lot of the people that you've met over the last 30 years. But yeah, from, uh, from our family to yours, too, man. Thanks for this. No, thanks a lot, man. I, I appreciate hearing that. It's really cool. I mean, when we do this stuff, we're not really... Uh, stuff it's only been my life um uh, you know we're really not we're so focused on on the the minutiae of what we're trying to do that it doesn't really enter our thought process like how what it might mean to somebody else so it's 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 sort of it's always a surprise and it's always cool to hear that like people find something in it they connect to you know yeah, and you at this point you're probably on at at the very least like the third generation of fans that have been introduced to you that are in that younger generation. And I would say David and I are probably the second generation of fans. There's the, those early ones that you probably grew up with that were your fans that followed you and they're still following you. And then there's when David and I came in in the mid mid to late '90s uh, or late '90s. And then there's the other ones and all these albums that you've put out since. And um, I guess it's good to hear that. You're in it for the art of it and not necessarily the notoriety or anything like that. You're making a living with this thing that you do. Yeah. No, thanks, man. Um, 
Yes, it's been a while. I'd consider you if you if you got into us in the in the nineties at all, you're still first wave. Okay. You guys all are right. OGs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you, you have changed your process of recording songs. I'm sure you're you're very much uh in a groove with how you guys do this stuff. Some albums have more B sides than others. But are there any B-sides or anything else extra that you plan on releasing for Surviving at any point? Um, yeah, there's there's like one extra song that we finished that we haven't officially released. There's a couple extra songs we started, but then I guess other tunes kind of took priority over that as we got going. And, you know, they, they've, they've been sitting around in various levels of completion that we'll probably finish someday. <laughs> They're always in the in the in the pile of things to do. Yeah, there'll, there'll be an idea that gets developed up to a point, but for whatever reason, it, it just sort of uh, stalls out. Either either there's a similar song that we feel is is just we're more excited about, and we'll dedicate our time to working on that. And um, you know, years later, maybe we'll come back and and listen with fresh ears to something, and it'll be um, we'll just have a better pers- we'll have a, a, a removed perspective. And be able to just see what the solution to the puzzle is, and then we'll just we'll just uh, knock it out. My my best theory was a song like that. Actually, it was this, oh. my best theory was originally a song that we we started working on for Chase This Light, and it just kind of we never finished it, <laughs> you know. But then in the in the pile of songs um, for Invented, it just it just sort of worked. We figured I don't know, maybe just stepping away from it for a minute and forgetting all about it, and then coming back to it. Like as almost a new idea, it was just gave it gave it a little bit of space and um, it just seemed like it worked. Now, do you keep in like the back of your mind these tracks that you've worked on that are unfinished or do you have like a process where there's a folder that says like unfinished or potential songs that you revisit every now and then? Like for for that song to come back out, did you go searching for it or did you happen upon it again and say, oh, we forgot about this. This would be a great time for us to finish this. I think when we get close to uh wanting to start working on recording again we'll we'll always go back and listen to or examine the 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 pile of unused kind of ideas just like what do we got um so there'll be a bunch of things that have happened since the last record like demos of things that are just maybe a part or two or maybe a complete arrangement of a song but no bass guitar no vocals or you know some audio uh uh some voice memo stuff <laughs> Right, yeah, you know, and that that just goes right along. And then usually, well, oh wait, what about this thing? You know, it's it's uh, you know, there's there is the pile of unused, unfinished things, and those kind of get exam. Those kind of, I don't, we don't set out to like keep keep looking there, but it just kind of seems like, oh, oh, what about this? What about this? And then you start looking, and you know, right, we, we go through the whole pile and go see wow. which one. Yeah, <laughs> we go through so the whole guys- pile and sort of sort it as like, uh, you know, this one's cool. This one, eh, we, we just never, eh, that one should just kind of go away forever. This one, eh, yeah, maybe. So we sort of rank them in how we're feeling of what we should maybe work on. Some of those end up getting flushed out more and becoming songs. Some of them just sort of like same, run into the same issues we had with them and then they stay in the pile, but there's something about them. We just don't want to throw them away. Um, you know, but it, it it's, you never, you never lose by keeping it around. Right. And, Kind of in that in that same vein there. Do you guys still do a lot of jamming like you did, like, let's say, 20 years ago when you're kind of putting these these uh, songs together? Do you guys sit there and jam for a little bit and see what comes of that? Or do you have more of a formula 
for putting together songs where there's a structure where Jim brings this sound, like this is what the bass is, and this is how we're going to do it? It depends. I think a lot of the a lot of times we'll piece together. I we'll start with ideas that are kind of separate, and then uh, just sort of talk about what we want to try doing, and then we'll just record it that way. You know, it's not like um, we won't we won't. It's it's rare these days. I mean, we probably should uh, like try to sit and and everybody play something all at once and try to develop it that way. Usually, it's like. Um, you know, with computer recording these days, you can get pretty close to hearing your idea with almost, you know, very little effort. Right. So <laughs> it's sort of like, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of like flesh out demos and new ideas as we're recording it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So there'll mm-hmm. be like maybe the most basic of, uh, of uh, like guitar progression things that we'll cut drums to. Or what's happened a lot is um, basically we go back and replace the elements from the demo until like actually work on the demo session and replace things with real sounds until nothing from the demo exists maybe like one or two things um that happens a lot you know like i might play drums on something that i just want to have as like a scratch kind of placeholder right. thing and zach will come in and play drums on that and then we'll replace my guitar and then we'll you know put real bass on there and it just kind of gets flushed out like that that happens that's that's sort of the way that things kind of come together mostly these days yeah, you gave us a good look into that with your uh, pass-through frequencies, uh, especially I think yeah. the last one we did. We grabbed one, and you were just talking about how Zach just just knocked it out of the park as far as the probably laying over what you had had sampled or, or put down. Um, those were great having those. And uh, David and I have always wanted to know what is a pass-through frequency. Ah, uh, one of my friends uh, in Ruben's accomplice uh, Arizona band here had the had that sort of phrase idea of like. Um, uh, you know, just basically like the stuff uh, that you that gets that gets through the the filter of your own personal uh, psychosis <laughs> and self and self editing. Nice. I mean, you have like your high pass and your low pass, which are commonly used filters that will like you can you can tell like if you have a one band EQ, like usually those are on, on any EQ, those are options of like how much low end you're rolling off or how much high end you're kind of uh, rolling off. So the idea of like, uh, I think that's kind of where it comes from is like this, this like you're not, you're not, you're not rolling off anything. You're just letting everything kind of come through sort of like a, a flow state or a, uh, uh, just sort of free of self judgment, I guess would be the kind of best analogy for it. Very apt title. Terrific, right. terrific choice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> so because we've gone back and done every song, we have songs from the demo tape. There is what had been circulating in the fan community, a tape called the Orangewood Sessions that no one knew much about. And at this point, we've come to think that it's Grimace or Grimace. Um, And so uh, I suppose, uh, (laughs) you know, maybe maybe Tom would have more of an idea specifically about that tape. But I assume we can lay to rest that the Orangewood Sessions are not Jimmy World Tracks at all. I don't think so. Although it's probably, it's definitely Tom. Tom's definitely part of it. I think it's Tom and I want to say maybe Mason Cooper, mm-hmm. Arizona person who was in a, a band with Rick called Carrier for a while, actually. Um, I think uh, it was like him and I, I don't know if, I don't know if they had anyone playing bass. I can't remember. Oh man, my friends are going to kill me now. 
because <laughs> it's got to it's got to be one Dude. of my old school friends that was playing was playing with that with them. It's also it, thirty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I know I know what you're talking about. I think there was like a demo tape that Tom made of some songs of his, and yeah. I'm not sure if that band had a name. Mm-hmm. Okay, early so, days. Yeah. And then we've got the demo. T- uh, Ninety four was a huge year for you guys for a while Massive my bootleg year. of the demo tape said 1993 demo but on the liner notes it says you know written between the 25th and 26th days of two, of 1994 um so i looked at that and i think i spoke to uh jeremy yokum sort of like he couldn't solidify dates for sure but it really like kind of solidified 1994 and that it was like and correct me if i'm wrong a demo tape 1234 and then ending the year with the self-titled yeah uh cd um wow i mean that's what it's like being in a band <laughs> i mean justin and i were in bands in high school and like you just output as much as you possibly right. can but yeah it's like um, oh that's cool let's do that okay cool what do we do with that we do this <laughs> all right great cool oh that's a song it'll something will all stick. right ne- what's next oh yeah uh how about this okay cool <laughs> and sometimes we'll bug uh mitch on facebook messenger and it's usually like oh yeah as soon as we wrote something new uh, that got dropped off the set list immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. <laughs> okay, and then moving up to when we did uh, the 17 episode, uh, we came across the clip from Never Been Kissed, and Justin's ear was so keen that he realized this is not the released version. So we reached out to the music supervisor of the film to see if she had a copy of the demo, what we assume what is used for the, film? the demo yeah. version of the, of the yeah. song for the movie. We still have not found it. And then we found a blurb. Was it Mark that said, Mark Trombino mentioned that Tom was playing sax on a song. And for some reason we, we equated it to, I unfortunately didn't pull up my notes from it, but we had that there was saxophone played by Tom on, on 17. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, we 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 thought that was like getting wacky in the studio. Like Zach had an accordion that made it onto a couple of songs, and uh, Tom Tom did play sax in in high school, and we were always trying to get him to to put it on something. So it's probably it, it could be on there. I don't remember actually Tom bringing that to Big Fish and recording it out there, but it's possible. So that it's that possible. version that's in the movie was recorded at Big Fish in uh, Encinitas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, I think like we. He might have done the whole song that way, and I think at some point in the making Static Prevails, we were like, "You're only 17." It's a little, it's kind of too winger. Is there anything else you could do? <laughs> and so he came up with the 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 lyric that's on Static Prevails, but we still called the song 17. Yeah, yeah. Because, but that's that was the original lyrics for it. And I think for the Never Been Kissed movie, uh, they they wanted that because it was kind of more. Yeah, like we, we, we I, I mean, think we, yeah, it works perfectly. With yeah, we we cut the song that way originally, and I think we it was actually on the 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 finished album that we submitted to Capitol, and then we like we 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 redid that before we. Uh, oh, I think I know what we did because um, we we submitted the album like that, and then we had these 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 thoughts about it, and I think when we recorded um, at some point after we made Stack Reveals, we went into the studio with Tom and Rob in L.A. And Tom recut the vocals for Seventeen there, and they mixed the song with them. And I think they did a mix of, did they do a mix of Lucky Dammer Mint too? No, I think they just did. They just mixed Seventeen. God, <laughs> again, so long ago. We're really. I can't uh, remember what we. I know. I know we recut the vocals for for Seventeen there with Tom and Rob, and uh, back when they were a, a duo, a production duo. Um, and yeah, I want to say that I want to say that they mixed that there. 
But then we had Lucky Never Mint mixed by Tom Lordalgy. Now you got me wondering about digging <laughs> this stuff. That was a, a, a big label kind of thing. Like you got to get the, the person that has a hit to mix your song. Right. Yeah, it's still CLA's a thing up there, man. <laughs> it's still a thing. Of course. We had come across an article when we were looking at, I think there was a subreddit post or something that the Futures vinyl was pressed, but it was from the 44-1 version of the songs, and it was because the masters were lost in the fire. And so Justin and I went and kept spewing this information on all of our Futures episodes in the past, which we'll probably end up cutting out, because then eventually Zach was doing a Q&A on Twitter or something, and we were like, oh, is it true the masters got lost in the fire? And he's like, not as far as I know. Um, yeah, but- I don't think Futures was part of that, because it was the at that time, where the fire was like... Uh, I don't know. That's a good question because the uh, eventually it all became UMD, which is where, which is like the the place that they were storing all those masters. Vault, the vault. Yeah, people. the vault. That was the vault. <laughs> and I'm not sure if the Interscope material was wrapped up into that, but sure, at that yeah. at that point, it might have been though. Yeah. Who knows, dude? Like I. <laughs> I don't know what happens to these things. We can't even corroborate that the the vinyl was pressed from the forty four one. Like I don't know. Like I'm, we're not on that level. But I don't think it was pressed from the forty four one version. We'll put we'll post a link to this episode in that thread. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, that. it was important. It was important to us to have like the best possible quality of things. Well, it still is, but I mean, especially then. Yeah. Um. And you know, we went through the we went through the trouble of making the thing. We probably we wanted the the best possible. Vinyl we could get, um, so I doubt. I doubt it. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it was cut from. Um, on the futures tip, do you ever plan on in any way releasing that futures intro because it's so epic live? <laughs> now, the live. The intro. treat of it is that it's only available live, right? And that's that. That's that. Like uh, that's that taste, right? That you get. That you. No, no, no. You come to the show, you can experience this version of <laughs> yeah. <the> thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Um, we started we started doing we did that on the whole original futures tour when we were playing with Taking Back Sunday, and then last October we did a run with Taking Back Sunday. We thought, hey, let's let's do that because it'd be, you know, here we are again. Yeah, and we we've been kind of using it lately, so it's in the crowd. It hits you in the chest. Oh yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I mean, I think I want to say you did it in in Paso Robles when we saw you there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the, I know, so I was, I was with my wife, but the first person that popped into my head was David because he loves that intro so much yeah. that for a moment I thought, oh man, you would have, you would have loved this. <laughs> it's so yeah. good though. Thanks. <sighs> hey, I'll ask, uh, I'm going to ask my wife's question. What is up with your belt? Because she says it's for function with your guitar. I say it's for style when you wear it to the side. Oh no, it's so it doesn't like... <laughs> Dig and make giant digs into your guitar. All right. It's uh, I mean, I wore it to my belt to work after the Paso Robles show like that. And she goes, why are you wearing it like that? And I thought it's kind of cool. And I thought yeah. it was I thought it was like growing up skateboarding and you didn't want to like uh, get yourself. But that makes way more sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a guitar thing that we did like as kids and still force a habit. Do it now. How fun, though, man. I mean, it does look cool. You come out there and you got your guitar in front of you slung and then you got the, the belt to the side. I always thought that was, I guess it was the first time I was close enough That's to funny. notice. That's funny you notice that. Here's a theory we had. We've read a, a million interviews uh, with you and we got the vibe that you might be into transcendental meditation. Is it, Am I saying this right, Justin? I, yeah. Yeah, transcendental meditation. Yes. 
Yeah? Sweet, dude. I, okay. I, we got, I hadn't heard of it until David Lynch. I got really into Twin Peaks. And somehow we we wrote this fan fiction theory that we were like, I'll bet Jim's into TM. And there it is. Yeah, I've been uh, a meditator since 2008, I believe. Yeah, That's rad, man. Yes, it's... it's I, I, I'm, I've sort of... Uh, I haven't really been regular with it lately, but yeah, it's a thing. I, I hear nothing but terrific things about it. One thing that we always go to is we go to the ASCAP database. What's fun is to see who the publishing company is on it. And right. the two main ones that we can see <laughs> are Turkey and Rye. And do I get a pickle with that? What are the origins of those? Because those are so fun. And it's like one of those things I feel like bands always get to come up with. Those are both Tom Tom ideas. <laughs> Like, we got to call our publishing company something. It's like, do I get a pickle with that? (laughs) Cool. I love that they sort of speak to each other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Both of those business meetings were probably right before lunch. So Tom was just thinking about Subway or something. This is is a a, a burning question that we have. And um, not going to change my my perception of you. If you had to pick a band, Jim, Blink or Weezer? And why do you choose Weezer? Mm. Like, uh, is this like my team for like a Space Jam basketball battle, or is this like uh, if that's what if that's what helps you make a decision? Sure. Do you think one would be better than the other at, at basketball? Yeah, I think I think Blink would probably be a little bit better at basketball because they're especially because they're taller. <laughs> so the source of the yeah. question. <laughs> I mean, Mark would be a great center. <laughs> so I I think I think probably Blink for that for sure. Okay. How much time do you spend on your uh, continuous partial attention playlist? <laughs> oh, I work on it all the time yeah. during the week. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to work. I spend too much time really. on it. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's it's not just the tracks that you put on. Sometimes there, there's a, a huge number of tracks. And I like listening to it because you can go through and it's it's stuff. It's bands that you've worked with. I think I listened to Low. A, a, a month or two ago and there was a track that you had in there that they just recently released that i i added to my liked songs um but now like this week you've got i love your description here and your uh your image here this week prom aka ladies choice skate yep that's <laughs> kind of the same thing you know you got force md if we could hear force mds at a junior high dance or it could be <laughs> the lady skate for yeah for uh at skateland kind of same thing now were you a roller skater then uh, I mean, who wasn't? <laughs> I got into rollerblading, so I didn't get into the roller skating aspect of it. I'm sure I would have loved it. Did you do any of that synchronized, the uh, synchronized rolling? No, I mean, I could skate backwards a little bit, but it was. I never. No, we didn't do that. More of a thing to do on a Friday night, right? Yeah, it was kind of more of a hangout than it was a. It's a hangout and like a school dance, school function thing to go meet up with the 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 group of girls that were like the the girl group that was friends with my guy group. Or, Go to Skateland. Yeah. Oh, man. Those are great flashbacks. Yeah. We're yeah. very nostalgic on the show as well. <laughs> You're obviously a Spotify man. Do you have any thoughts on streaming streaming platforms or Spotify as a platform in and of itself? And not necessarily like uh, uh, the good or bad of it, but uh, uh, I guess as somebody who works within the industry. What platform are you using? Is it Spotify? Is it Apple Music? There's right. just some platform that you're on that you share music through. Yeah, I've been using Spotify mainly. Uh, I haven't really checked out too many of the other services. I should though, because it's kind of my job. Right. I should. I should have a working knowledge of like what they're all doing. Yeah, I don't think I've. I've. I've never. I've never take like it's so dumb. Like, I should just. I just. I should just log in on it. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what's kept me from. 
The amount it's of the amount is. of like phones and crap I bought over the years that come with like, hey, check this out. I've never yeah. checked it out. <laughs> That's one I way should, to though. guarantee you don't check that thing out, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> so like I just the whole like, you know, we'll we'll just for your credit card, like you can check it out for free and then we'll start charging you. <sighs> I hate that. My That's whole, the one thing I I won't I won't sign up for stuff like that. It's like I'm just gonna buy it. Like this, I can't take that. I can't take like setting an alarm for three months from now, right? And canceling. <laughs> so just 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 charge me and let's do this. You know, like I love that. I mean, Apple's probably a little bit more user intuitive, especially if all if your computer ecosystem is all Apple. It's it's it should in theory work out okay, right? Like. I like the idea of logic as a as a platform for for recording things, but I I've just never messed with it. Yeah. You know, so much time is spent in computer hell with like qualified versions of Pro Tools versus like what operating system and hardware you have. It's just yeah. it's just just to throw that down the hall and go with logic and know that like they're not going to make hardware unless it's qualified for their software when it comes out. You know, that's that's appealing, but it's it's not Pro Tools. You know, it just yeah. isn't. There's things that you can do with that that you just can't do yeah. in logic or maybe you can but it would take me like you know three the months muscle of- memory alone right. right yeah but i like the platform i like that it's uh spotify somewhat social i mean i don't know if you if you follow your friends jim on there but you can see what they're listening to on the side i just love that aspect of it yeah i don't do that <laughs> <laughs> you're very isolated it's that's all a, private that's a mode. feature justin we're yeah. not we're not if they're pitching it he's not taking um <laughs> let's move a, away from something as political as spotify versus apple music and talk all about right, coffee fair. if you don't mind you're a coffee connoisseur uh at least a fan enough that you uh, post your stories uh often how how does one jim adkins take his coffee oh man Usually just black, nothing in it, you know. Unless you're, it's you're a, a hot unless it's a milk you're... drink, mm-hmm. then then of course it comes with milk of some kind. <laughs> That's true. Normally yeah. like an oat milk. I think oat milk is probably the best for milk drinks because it's kind of neutral and yummy. Right. And you're you're a hot coffee man. You ever mess with iced coffee out there in Phoenix? Or? No, I mean some rarely. You yeah. Know, even even in crazy hot Arizona summer, there's something about like I can't do iced <laughs> coffee. Like it's it's hot. Then I won't tell Should you what was in this cup. <laughs> I mean, yeah, some, yeah. Sometimes you know, I'll make cold brew, and which you know, yeah, but that's what that was. But it's yeah. not. Now, are I'm you? Are you? Uh, I'm gonna grind my own beans and and uh, get out the popcorn popper and roast them and and all that stuff. Or are you just kind of a you know? No, I'm not that much of a tw- I'm not that much of a tweaker where I'm I'm roasting my own. I'm, I'm artisanally roasting my own sourced, personally sourced beans. Yeah. No, I do think there's some validity in how you store it and like when you make it versus when you grind it. Yeah. Like there's some there's some basic stuff that I'm into, but besides that, you know, like I'll I'll drink a flying jig cup of coffee and like it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> there's just sometimes that's just the right thing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> other times, other times you, the the right thing is to actually measure out, you know, your a 15 to 1 ratio and make a french press from it. See, this dude, this is a coffee head. He yeah. doesn't want oh, yeah. to. He doesn't want to admit it. <laughs> so I have a scale next to my coffee maker. <laughs> I do have a scale next to. It. I have a couple scales. You know what? You know what's super funny is Mr. Coffee actually reached out to me. They're like, we saw you're a fan. We'd like to upgrade your uh, your. We have to replace or upgrade your. Uh, wow. Your your system Man. there. So wow. is there going to be? Is there going to be? I don't know what that means. What's that? Is there going to be a, a JA90 um, Mr. Coffee, Mr. Coffee model? 
<laughs> yeah, man. Forget labels. We're going to put out our next album through Mr. Coffee. <laughs> Synergy. <laughs> If That'd they could hilarious. make it look like the Mr. Fusion on the back of the DeLorean, that yeah. would be a yeah. good get. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's just, it's just hilarious. I like laughed about that for a while. That's pretty like, good. Okay. I'm wondering how upgraded a Mr. Coffee system could be. Yeah, you know what? You got like what I'm curious. I'm really curious. I want to see. I'll let, I'll let everyone know when it when it arrives. Like, oh I'll, man. I'll, oh, I, we know you will. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You'll know. <laughs> you'll definitely know. All right. If you were to pick, what would your favorite Tom song be? Oh, man. That's tough. And that's today. That's today, right? Not of all time. Sure. Uh, uh, we'll qualify it with today. I mean, I guess right when you said that, I thought of Action Needs an Audience from yeah. Invented. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really cool riff. Super I like that cool. one. Yeah. Sweet. That's the, that's the Tom song of the day. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good, I thought that was a good question from our one of our listeners. So, are you working on any songs right now that you're very excited about? And when does uh, Jimmy Epod get exclusive access to that track? <laughs> Always working on exciting stuff here at Jimmy World headquarters. Um, yeah, I mean, we got. I think I think we're sort of hitting a stride of of working on new material now that we're into. Uh, not exactly sure when, but we're definitely going to be putting out things this year. Okay. I can, yeah, and, and a lot I can of guarantee would... that. Things will happen this year. So, Soon. You, what you've done now, Jim, is you've, <laughs> you've gotten everybody very excited because that, that keeps you honest to your three-year rule. Right. <laughs> that everybody has held you to now. <laughs> That's true. And so everybody, everyone's very excited from that news, I'm sure. Um, yes. <laughs> the last on the, on the list here, at least is uh, during the Phoenix Sessions, there were great Easter eggs throughout the set, uh, all of three of which were so insanely well-produced. Um, let us tell you. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, um, this turned out great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Did. You guys nailed it. Is there a vault, maybe it's there at Unit 2, um, of these super rare goodies that either were those Easter eggs or, uh, oh, this was, you know, the, the all, we own all the trophies from <laughs> the Bleed American album uh, or... Uh, uh, or something like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, there there might be everything. Everything banned usually comes here if it's yeah. a if it's a thing. I do have I do have some of the um, I do have some of the bamboo uh, bamboo like the the door hanging things that you part <laughs> that were in the middle video shoot here. <laughs> That's right. The, I got the, I got two beats? of those. Yeah, they're, you know, they're like beads, but they're like they're they're like a Hawaiian tiki thing that's painted on them. Oh, okay. So like when it's so when it's we all hanging in straight, that. it looks like a like a hula girls on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know exactly where in the middle of the video it is, but I got two of them here from the shoot. Uh, we got a glimpse of that. There was the lyric video that is very difficult to find now. For gosh, love never. The oh love yeah, never yeah, yeah. Lyric video. I think there's that a should be up, that, that in there. Yeah, for some reason that got taken. We're we're, we're working to put that back up. Oh, yeah. sick, great. Because okay, yeah, sometimes so people will ask about it. I love that video. That's one of my favorite videos. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it, what's great is obviously us on the pod. We're like tearing apart everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and the uh, and I mean the camera pan over during the guitar solo was just yeah. genius. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> and this happens here. As great as the timing is for everything, that was just such a great uh, moment of that video. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of Easter eggs in there, like a picture of us uh, at our at our last show with the Donnas. Oh, and uh, yeah, there's all kinds of things there. I think the 
One of the one of the word thing is still on the wall over here. Actually, <laughs> just that's it. That's the only thing left. Out thing, thing by the by the. <laughs> you gotta AC leave one up, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you can see. Yeah, you, you can definitely see it. It's over. Uh, that's probably in the second verse. It pans over to like the refrigerator, and there yeah. there's the middle. Yeah. Bamboo thing here. <laughs> okay. Man, I, I could just. I know. I, yeah. I kept wanting to ask more questions. I was like, I'm no, over no, here no, looking okay. at the artwork. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, it's all uh, good. The demo tape. I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know on the uh, on one two three four? Uh, do you know who that who that's a picture of on there? That boxer that's getting injected with something? No like a idea. Black and white photo. Yeah. Okay. My uh, my buddy Aaron Balkan made that, <laughs> and uh, he was he was like he was like kind of briefly a part of the 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 record label team, and I think he he kind of he sort of made that and was like, oh, what do you guys think about this? Cool. <laughs> Let's do it. On to the next thing. <laughs> Love it. Rad. Cool, man. <laughs> yeah, that's our seven inch rad. Perfect. Zach didn't give too dissimilar an answer when somebody asked about. I think it was like, why is it orange on surviving? And he was like, I don't know. They made it. The artist cool. picked that orange. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. There was no there was no real direction. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, ah, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It's it happens to be orange. Yeah. And I think that that gives us some some pause to think when we try to think too deeply on lyrics. And it would probably was just something that rhymed or the meter fit in that moment. And so that's why you guys went with it. Not, I mean, not to say we don't look deeply into your lyrics on some of these songs, but there's some early tracks that, that even Mitch said, Hey, you know what? These words fit in a sentence. They make no sense with the other lyrics, but that's why Tom picked them. It just happens to be the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That probably happened a lot. I mean, in the early years, I imagine. That kind of thing. I mean, sometimes, yeah. I mean, sometimes today that happens. <laughs> Although, you know, there's, there's, there's like a, there's, a, there's a certain element of like you, you just sort of um, let the idea take shape in front of you, and then you figure out what that means. You know, sometimes, sometimes if you try to direct the ship too early, you end up missing out on something, or self-censoring yourself into a, into a state where nothing works and you don't have a song. So you do have to kind of let that open up a little bit. Yeah, you gotta you gotta uh, take advantage of those pass through frequencies there. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You have to open up a little bit, and then I mean, sometimes like sometimes you never know what you've told yourself there, and it is it is just that. It, yeah, just I don't know. It sounds cool, right? Yeah, I, sounds like something. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't really matter because everyone's gonna listen to it and think it's about something that's totally not what you meant. Yeah. So even if you really set out to communicate something really important doesn't matter no one's gonna people are gonna yeah. take it and make their own thing out of it and that's 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 everything that's fine you know i and and we've talked about that you've mentioned that in interviews and stuff like that and uh not only do we respect your view of it we've come to interpret it that way so while we do break down the songs lyrics or something like that i very much like sometimes i'll push back on not push back on justin but i'll be like oh what if it meant this from this point of view. And so yeah. we never, we, we try not to approach it from any definitive uh, circumstance, but more of a, Oh, this, this could be one way to tell the tale. Yeah. I mean, you can, yeah, it's, it's, um, I mean, that's one of those things. Like if you start, if you start wondering about how it's going to be interpreted, uh, then, then you start, then you go down that path of self-censoring and a little bit of that's good for sure. Inequality control. Does this meet, the vibe I want to put out there. Does this, does this complement the feeling in general of what's happening around it? Um, if it does, then, then that's success, successful, you know? Um, yeah. now I should mention 
and this will be the last thing I promise. <laughs> we're tacking this on to now. You could you could choose. We're doing two episodes tonight that we're recording. We're we're doing over, and we're doing take them as they come. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, if there is a great memory you associate with either one of those tracks, we could tack this on. And we'll tack this onto the head because no one's going to want to listen to us talk for two hours. And then um, <laughs> uh, if you have a cool story about either one of those tracks, uh, dealer's choice. Um, and it could be hmm. a, a real small I short guess, thing. I guess uh, I guess with Over, Over has kind of an interesting story. Over is a song that's been sitting around a really, really long time. Um, I remember in some of our first tours when we would do like a regional kind of thing, like either looping over to California and back to Arizona for like a two week thing or looping up and East and down. Like those were, our, those were our two things we had time for. It was like a California loop or a, um, a, a Colorado to Texas kind of loop. And then back, those are the two main, main kind of loops we did early on. And I remember in one of the times we were doing the Colorado loop, um, we were playing at the Arapahoe Warehouse, which was a the you know a, a big independent punk rock show space that a couple of our friends lived at. Um, it's not there anymore, of course, but it was a gnarly setup. Like there was like a it's like a loft kind of space, giant giant place with like a downstairs and like upstairs and uh, a giant garage with a stage in the back, and they would have they would they would do shows there and. Um, I remember one one time we played there, Zach took the van. We had a show that night, and Zach wanted to take the van and go see his grandparents who lived up in, in uh, Timnath, which is kind of like on the way to Fort Collins. And so we were just hanging out all day at the warehouse, and uh, Ron Marshall from Chrissy Front Drive was hanging out over there. And we just decided we were going to write something. So we made the, the music for over that day, and uh, we actually played it instrumental that night at the warehouse show. <laughs> <laughs> with Ron playing drums. Damn. Wow. And um then it just kind of sat around. Just that, that that must have been in like 97 that wow. that either 96 or 97. It was like after it might have been like around the Static Prevails time, if not if not before Static Prevails. So that was sitting around for a really long time and um there was a there was a point where Tom had lyrics for the whole thing, maybe like a Maybe before Clarity, Tom came up with lyrics for the whole thing, and I don't, I don't know exactly what happened, but it, it just didn't feel like it was finished. Um, and it was on the pile of things we wanted to record for futures, along with like everything else that we recorded for futures. <laughs> and just for, for, you know, like we we kind of bailed on it for other things that sort of took over the, um, just it just sort of it just sort of like kind of got pushed aside for a minute. Um, then when we had the there was there was a few songs like that, and the, those songs ended up that we ended up finishing became the "Stay on My Side Tonight" EP. Like "Disintegration" was a song that we started out kind of making making it for the 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 futures version, the futures album with Trombino that we started. Yeah. I think "Over Over" and "Disintegration" were part of that that clump of of tunes that never got quite finished during those sessions. And we just you know we had them we had them uh, left over, so we decided we would do something with them, and that ended up becoming the "Stay on My Side Tonight" release of it. Yeah, it's wild that uh, I came across that Tom, the Tom version of it on YouTube. You know, like so many people have access to these things that they've popped, they've popped up and shared. So, we're yeah. gonna, I mean, when we do the episode, we'll play that back. But hearing those lyrics that are very different from what you ended up singing, um, I'm just having the access to that, even if it's on YouTube, it's not like we have to we had to trade any music. But just that there's a whole group of people on YouTube that have 
all they want to do is just keep this old content accessible. Yeah, and keep it going. And I love that that there's other people. That, it's not always the same person, but there's just individuals that have the Clarity demos somehow, and they've uploaded them up to YouTube. <laughs> or remaster them, which is right, great. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You got a great Take group your fourth of generation cassette dub and <laughs> run it through... Uh, Cracked Waves plugins to master it. There it is. Right. <laughs> Cracked Waves, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Put the gen. GLA plugin yeah. on it, and then yeah. you're good to go. <laughs> All good, man. <laughs> it's funny. Well, Jim, oh, uh, man, you've given us more than enough of yes. your time, I think, for this evening. You are always welcome on the show. If yeah. there's any bit of information you wanted to, oh, man, I love this song because of this or something like that, feel free. Obviously, you've got a show to do that as well. But I mean, all I forget all this stuff until I'm asked about it. Like, I'm yeah. not going to, oh, this is this is really interesting, this one thing that I've not mentioned in 16 years. Like, I, I don't remember them unless I'm asked about it. Then it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is something wacky that happened with that. Well, wow. Well, thank you for being so uh, available and willing. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me on. We appreciate your time. I'm sure everybody's stoked to have heard uh, you, and uh, I hope we were uh, worthy conduits through which to speak with you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you if you're if you know what grimace is, then you're definitely <laughs> we get that a lot, man. You're in a you're in a you're in a rarefied air of people that are digging. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Thanks man. for having Thanks, me man. on. Have a All terrific right, evening. Yeah, dude. Thanks. I'll see you guys. All right, man. Later. David, man, how do you feel about how that went? I I don't envy myself. Uh, what what am I trying to say? I was a ball of nerves before it happened, and here I am after the fact. So on the other side, <laughs> yeah. Do you have any um, moment that you can recall in that almost hour and a half? That you would say this was your 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 favorite moment of that chat. Um, I loved the. I didn't anticipate having as much about over from him as we got, and that was terrific info. I loved that we were able to tie it into the episode, right? Um, uh, and we talked. We touched on so many things, um, but the fact that we touched on over uh, with such clarity and detail uh, was terrific. So. Um, I hope we did everybody a service in that we, I think, asked a lot of important questions, at least to the pod, having done as many episodes as we've done. Yeah. And asked, obviously, very, very far out things. But it's fun to hear, like, you know, I, I mentioned on the pod a couple weeks ago that, like, Mark Hoppus was telling us that, like, there was a demo tape before Flyswatter. And we were all going crazy about it and hearing Mark talk about that. And Tom DeLong was just on a podcast talking about that early demo. He said they recorded it in the AV room to a VCR and then transferred it to tape. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's how they did it. Yeah. And uh, and it's just fun hearing people talk about those old days. Um, so uh, I hope it was fun for the listener who's probably at least now turned out, tuned out, right? Um, uh, <laughs> to hear things that don't normally get asked from the perspective of people who care. Does that make sense? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I felt that it was a good mix of friendly commentary, but also asking questions that required a little bit of deep thinking and, and reflection back on 30 plus years ago. And Jim was able to deliver on all of that stuff. 
I mean, if it was yeah. a if it was a light, I don't think we made him cringe, right? So I don't think so either. And I think my, there was cringing, but it, it it and we induced said cringe, but as a collective cringe, not a uh, right, not a subjective right. right. And 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 receiving the files and listening to listening to Jim and and hearing those the audio files from him this these ones and zeros that were generated 15 minutes ago that he had shared with us right yeah. um hearing that stuff it's like there's few people in this on this planet that can say that they've spoken to Jim Atkins on that level to where they've received these hey sure here's here's my clean files that you can get and I'm going to edit these together so just goes to show that uh while we weren't really pressing for him to come on I'm so glad that he reached out to us because it really it 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 makes it so worth it and and I'm not to say that we don't get the fulfillment from having listenership and having our our patrons and all these people that love what we do and ha- ask questions on our behalf I love I I love that whole aspect of it but just having this under our belt now is just another little notch that I'm so proud of uh for both yeah. of us we we came together um we and we had our our foundation our support all of that was there and it was just it went really well <laughs> in my opinion yeah yeah, and I, you know, I was like, I mean, a half hour would be great. Um, but looking at the time now, uh, we definitely went over. <laughs> this is Jibby E Pod. This is why we put him first. <laughs> yes, I, I know, right? Then, then we're back to the cheese ball. This is how we oh, do yeah. it, dude. One hundred thirty-two. So a little apps. bit of housekeeping. Um, <laughs> Part of my housekeeping, Justin. Jim is coming on. <laughs> um, uh, in other Jim news, uh, Mitch hit me up after the uh, Anything episode came out uh, to correct me. Uh, I just sort of zoomed on by that Tom sang the song, and uh, he corrected me that uh, Jim sings the song. So apologies to all who listened to Anything when I said that Tom sang it, and uh, we didn't even think twice about it. I think I just like my muscle memory is like if it's pretty static, that is just Tom. <laughs> right. And, you know, like I'm, I'm the other half of this. I should have been able to listen to it because I had listened to it closely. But and, and say, oh, no, this this sounds like Jim. The moment that Mitch sent that to us, we both listened to it. And even you had even admitted yeah. um, there was when we closed out and you listened to it later, you thought mm, maybe there's something nagging at me that maybe I was mistaken. Uh now you can't unhear it. It is Jim, yeah. clear as day. Yeah. Mr. James. Yeah, um, Mr. James Atkins. Jimothy. Uh, Zach Lind had posted to Twitter, I believe, that he was looking for freelance photographers and videographers in the Phoenix area. What do you think that could be for? Um, do you think they're trying to document them making this record? That would be fun. I don't feel like we've gotten anything like that from the band in a while. Right. I would love I would love that. And, you know, talking with Jim about their process of uh, of making music, uh, it's April. They've had stuff in the bag. They've alluded to it um, you know, in, in, in so many ways, they, either either to just like the general community or some of the, the people that know them closer. They've alluded to music that they've put together. If they hit that October date in 2022, I would be so excited. And yeah. this might be that this might be well, that uh, he finish didn't say line. October. <laughs> no, say no, no, no. You know what though? They seem like there's <laughs> such a fall band as, as far as like content goes when they submit stuff, uh, or at least at least present it. It's either that or it's gonna be it's gonna be January of 23. That's yeah. my that's my uh, my assumption is gonna be either October 22 
I'm going to get put on my little hat right now. And then, or it's going to be January of 23. That's going to be my two, uh, the two dates, the yeah. months. And he said this year, unless he's going by like a fiscal year or. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we've year. only got a couple more months if we're talking fiscal. Oh, is that how the fiscal year works? I don't understand that. So I don't know. I don't know how, how Jim operates, but either way, I'm excited about uh, I'm excited about some new music either way. Yeah. Uh, so the song over. Uh, any other housekeeping from you? Uh, no, there is uh, a, some commentary that I had with uh, with Ben Foote that we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, I put together a little bit of some music school that we can uh, talk about chords and stuff because he did make a Sick, very there good... is interesting stuff in this song. Uh, yeah, there is. Uh Ben made a good point that F and D minor are in the same key. And so we will explore that a little bit closer. Sick. Uh, yeah, when we get to that point. Yeah, especially the bridge here. It gets real stank face. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is from the Stay on My Side Tonight EP, track two of five, released September 13th, 2005, digitally and physically October 4th, 2005. Produced by Mark Trombino and Jimmy Eat World, recorded at Ocean Studios in Unit 2. Uh, written by Jimmy Eat World, singer is Jim. Featuring, uh, now this isn't really featuring, but here's the crew. Engineer was Jim and Mark. Uh, engineer assistant is Jason Cup. Mixed mixed by Chris Fudrick. Fudrick uh, produced by Jimmy Eat World and Mark Trombino. Written by Jimmy Eat World. Uh, label is Interscope. Um, but that is not to say that they own everything. Uh, it's a phonographic copyright of Interscope Records, copyright Interscope Records, distributed by Universal Music Distribution um, and mastered at SAE Mastering. This is a turkey on rye, uh, thanks to Tom. <laughs> um, <laughs> although, on the ASCAP site, it says, do I get a pickle with that? And I almost wonder, because the liner notes say turkey on rye, but ASCAP says, do I get a pickle with that? I wonder if ASCAP is like the late... like. What's printed in the liner notes is what it was at the time. And do I get a pickle with that is what it's the umbrella is under now. Like if we were to license the song over now, we would be licensing it from do I get a pickle with that right. as opposed to who is printed on the release. The actual, like if right. they were to reprint this record, that's an interesting question. If they were to repress this record now, would the liner notes change to reflect do I get a pickle with that as opposed to Turkey on Rye? 44 J-Pod, if you know. Right. Um, <laughs> I feel like they would have There's a demo to be. for the song, which we will talk about. Uh, uh, Jim uh, went in detail about some details about it. Uh, and so we'll play and listen to a little bit of that. As far as I have, 23 times they played this in concert. Now, the first time it was uh, played officially, uh, October 2nd, 2014, although we learned that it was played much earlier than that. Um, right. Instrumentally. Uh, and Justin, we were at that show October 2nd, 2014. And I have a bunch of videos uh, of that performance. That was for Futures 10, I believe. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, most recently played November 2nd, 2014 at Club Nokia in Los Angeles. I was not at that show. So a month run when they played that song. Uh, notable high notes of A4 and G sharp 4. I can... Here in my head, that G-sharp 4, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then notable low notes of C-sharp 3. Listeners, 46.9 thousand listeners for 270.1 scrabbles, 20 of which are from me. How many do you have? I got 53. Nice, dude. Yeah, man. This is a good EP. Yeah. Not <sighs> only is it a good EP, fuck that kick and snare, dude. dude. I had my AirPod Pros on, and it was like, 
a cannon and a shotgun. <laughs> like, oh man, the mic That's a great placement way of describing is it. so. I mean, let's look at let's look at it again. The engineer is Jim, Mark, and this guy Jason Cup. I mean, they knocked it out of the park. I mean, Mark's a drummer, right? But yeah, I don't know what it was about the way that the drum sound that they got from Zach on this song is so incredible. I, you know, I would, I would love. That's a great question. Just to note, like, and put it in the back of our head, if we ever get someone on, like Mark Trombino, and we we ask him about this, because there's there's been so much influence from him on this band and across the board as far as music goes, production wise. But just the drum aspect of his inclusion in this band, I'd I'd love to know the details like that. Like, what did they do? Uh, yeah, that made it sound that deep and sharp. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> He's the drummer of Drive Like Jehu, right? Like, yeah. you get... A, a, obviously, he wants to be a producer, but, like, if you're getting a drummer to produce your record, you're kind of, like, hoping to get some dope drum sounds, right? Right. Like, so... Right. Uh, the, uh, lastly, this is an E major key, 12B Camelot, 160 BPM, 346 duration, and I also wrote, holy shit, the vocals coming out of the bridge that call and response layered vocal uh, is so fucking cool. So Mm -hmm. that is what I have for structure and sort of background stats. Okay. Uh, Would you like to jump into the lyrics? Yeah, let's do this. So this is, uh, I'm going to pull up the liner notes lyrics. All right. And then you can uh, correct me this. So you mentioned this is track two. just looking at the stats on this thing. uh, Spotify says disintegration. It uh, has 1.8 million plays, and then over has 1.3 million plays, and then the three, four, and five have uh, varying degrees of like 355 to 274,000. So these two tracks, uh, while not the top listen track, maybe disintegration because it's the first track, it just gets listened to a little more, but still, over is quite listened to with 1.3 million listens on this. <sighs> Or are people like, okay, I've heard enough. After <laughs> That's it. I'm okay. over it. I'm over <laughs> yeah. it. Maybe. But closer. I I, have I have I've talked to, I mean, we've done closer. It was our second episode. But That's right. I want to say that was my that's my favorite track on this EP. So uh, for those people missing out, the other uh, one million that are missing out on closer, man, try and listen again. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. Let's jump through these lyrics. All right. So there's a little bit of, yeah, like you said, call and response. So I'll try and do that with the parentheticals here. I'm going to do this verse a couple lines at a time. And, and uh, no parentheticals, by the way, in the uh, in the liner notes. So let me ask you this. When we get into the next, the next, I'm doing the first two lines. The third line, I'll ask you what it, what it says there in the liner notes. So here we sure. go. The, the first couple of lines. I'm not exactly sure what I should say. Everything I do is a mistake. He's at a loss for words. Everything he does is wrong. There is no winning move for this gentleman at this point. Been there. <laughs> what can I do right? So in, in this third line here, your attention is attention. It doesn't matter if it's fake or real. It, so is good. that all listed out? Y- yes, except the liner notes have it written out. Your attention is still attention. It doesn't matter if it's fake or real. Is it uh, apostrophe attentions? Still attention? Nope. Attention is still wow. attention. Your yep. attention is st- wow. That's very. Your attention is still in. <laughs> yeah. Very staccato. Like, how do you fit that in? <laughs> but th- th- that's uh, you know uh, in our in our uh, theory of the mind, right? Right. Uh, if, if only we could ask Jim. <laughs> uh, uh, he's written out the lyrics and then is feeling a, a moment in the in the booth, right? Right. 
okay, so he's got that out, but it's like it flows so much better. Your attention is attention. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's fake or real. I'll take it if I get it. Oh. He doesn't really care how she pays him attention so long as he gets it. I'll yeah. take whatever you're giving me. And the last couple of lines in this verse, I've made up my mind. I'll do it over anytime. I'm fine with this. Even if it's fake, I'll take it. It doesn't matter. I'll do it over anytime. You give me the attention, I'll repeat this in my mind. So very, uh, already getting vibes of just low self-esteem for this guy. Um, everything I do is a mistake. Uh, attention is attention. Uh, I'll do anything that I'll do it over anytime. So low self-esteem is kind of the the uh, the image that we're getting in our head with this first verse. And it's uh, the the way that this, if you could listen to this, you know, it's it's a lot of talking. I'm not, your attention is attention. Doesn't matter if it's fake or real. And that's both Jim. Yep. I'll take it if I get it. Oh, it's, yeah. it, there's a lot of, I mean, you, you couldn't just look at the lyrics and try and sing this song out. You have to listen to Jim singing it first and that, yep. how he's paced this thing. I love how he does it. Uh, so all of that seems very lyrical. The The first verse seems very lyrical, uh, unique, very sing-songy. And then you get into the chorus. So now we're going to jump into the chorus. Uh, and this is where I think you and I would probably be in the car together and we would go, you're over it, over me. Because this is just, this just begs to be sung out. So you're over it, oh, yeah. over me, present, just physically, the mm-hmm. last words from the dying scene, you're over me, you're over me. I love this, the last words from the dying scene. So what I think he's saying here is in the back of his mind, he knows that it's over. Choose over him. There's nothing he can do about it. The death, this is the death scene, the dying scene. It's going to end. So listen to these very important words that I utter next, which is you're over me. You're over me. <laughs> it's like, it's almost so emo to say that. Yeah. Like you're over me. You're done with me. Eh, I die. <laughs> <laughs> I expire. So is that all what it, what it says in the, uh, it's in all the good, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's okay. some interesting punctuation coming up here. Okay. All right. So there's the chorus. We heard that for the first time with the with that snare going, ka, ka. Oh, God. Snapping so underneath that. Very present. Like, every now and again, I'll be listening in the car, and I'll be air drumming, and I'm like, oh, man, I would go to a rehearsal space and play this song. This is like right. a rehearsal space banger. <laughs> you would just even listen to it, and, and let's say you're in the next room over, and you just hear the yeah. bass booming, and then if you could hear the crack of that snare, yeah. it's just so... Uh, unique no i maybe you not think it's unique. an acrolyte he's using here? oh for sure dude ludwig acrolyte <laughs> dude oh for sure um I, you know when we get zach on i wonder how many times we're gonna say that well i, well, I think we're pretty good we're pretty good about <laughs> pulling those remember pun- when you played over <laughs> that was great <laughs> uh <laughs> how many acrolytes do you have um all right oh, man, so we've got so cool <laughs> verse two uh i really need to hear how great i am because I can't even get up out of bed. Now, get uh, this, dude. Yeah. I don't get this punctuation. Okay. Unless it was written in to establish the the, the vocal pause. Uh, there is a comma between up and out of bed. Okay. So unless that's kind of the, the comma would be uh, would be taking place of a word. So I'm thinking because I can't even get up and out of bed. That, I mean, maybe. if we're looking at why you would put a, a comma there, if grammatically... It's to yeah. take take place. Yeah, it's not like separating a thought. It's not because I can't even get up out of bed now. Say it like you mean it. Like that doesn't make sense. Well, know, right? Yeah, get up out doesn't make sense to me. Get up out. 
Get right. up. Well, maybe I mean it does because no, you, it you does. hear it. You hear it so much in conversation. Like, like let's say someone converses with you and you say, "Get up out of there. Get up out of there." Right. <laughs> but maybe if we're looking, and we were just talking about this with Jim and his lowercase letters. Uh, I, you know, maybe maybe somebody looked at these lyrics and said, "Because I can't even get up, comma out of bed." I don't know if that's why. It, it's interesting, and that's all typed out, yeah. right? It's not handwritten uh-huh. or anything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Because I can't. And these are interesting. I really need to hear a great AM because I can't even get up out of bed. No, you're you're a leader. This is. I really need to hear how great, great I, I am. am. Yeah. Because yep. I can't even get up out of bed. Yeah. There you go. You're right. I say it like you mean it. You're right. I was a, I was a, a verse ahead. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for correcting me. Uh, again, so with this, he's got some low self-esteem. If he can't get out of bed without hearing some positive words from his partner, I need to hear how great I am. You need to fill up. You need to fill up my spirits. Fill up my cup, hero man. Make me feel good. Now say it like you mean it. It doesn't matter how I really feel. That's all one line then. Uh, this is now say it like you mean it. It doesn't matter how it really feels. Oh, okay. All right. So I've got, and this is from Genius. Uh, now say it like you mean it. It doesn't matter how I really feel. Sing it back softly. Oh. I think I've always said it really feels when I sing along. It really car, feels. As I to do. It doesn't matter. How it really feels. How it really feels. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Now say it like you mean. Doesn't matter how it really feels. Sing it. Sing it back softly. Oh. Okay, I mean, maybe I do, and I've just written it down incorrectly here. Because you're right, sing, singing it out in my head doesn't matter how it really feels. feels more right. Yeah. Me. I think Let's you're right. Listen. Let's take a listen yeah. real quick. Let's jump. Uh, I'm going to call it here. Let's see. The last words from the Hit me with that piano, man. So good. And the piano is in the demo. Like, it's not yeah. even an afterthought. I really need to hear how great I am. Because I can't even get up out of bed. Now say it like you mean it. It doesn't matter how it really feels. Sing it back yeah. softly. Yeah, how it really yeah. feels. Yeah. Sick. Okay, let me edit that. How it really feels. <laughs> Good I catch. wish I cared about our genius cred. I just don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you make the edits on there when we, when we make I our used changes? I used to. I don't yeah. anymore. We, I made a pot account. <laughs> but that was that was then. This is now. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Now, say it like you mean it. Doesn't matter how it really feels. Sing it back softly. Oh. Okay. This time, make me believe it. And I like the whole sing it back thing because it makes me think of, are you listening? Right. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, how do you not sing think about this back softly? <laughs> right. How do you, but I mean, anytime anyone says sing it back, yeah. uh, it makes me think of uh, sweetness. Sweetness. Yep. Yeah. In the last line here, you got to be strong, and I've been empty so, oh so long. I need you to fill my cup. I need you to do this for me. Be the strong one here because I am clearly weak. So, very much a second, an, an entire second verse, uh, just really solidifying this guy's uh, insecurities here. So then we go to the chorus again. You're over it, over me. Present just physically. The last words from the dying scene. You're over me. Now, I, this last verse here, which is the last set of unique lyrics, these are really good too. 
There are, I it's mean, like all bridge, these letters. right? More yeah, than it's pretty much yeah. what I would label as a bridge. It, it, it's listed as verse three, but I'm going to go ahead and say this is the bridge. I'm going to edit that too uh, because <laughs> I thought it. I thought it when I was looking at these lyrics. Uh, so it goes, the old days all went bad, right? I love the low harmony here too. Yeah. Rotted, wilted. Rotted, wilted black just does not seem like a Jimmy Eat World lyric. Mm-hmm. And so that, for me, is very unique. This is one of those, even though the words themselves, rotted, wilted black, just seems so dark, emotional, and uh, dead. Which, even when Jim is singing about sadness, there just there seems to be a little sparkle to it. Something, some kind of light in there that you can that you can glean. And uh, but this one, the bridge here, the old days all went bad, rotted, wilted black. It just sounds like it's dead and gone. So we never had a good past. None of it was good. None of it was worth recalling. And the last half of this bridge here, before you'd have a chance to call, I'll be on the next train home. Oh, now it just changed there. Dude. So dope. (laughs) Before you have a chance to call, I'll be on the next train home. Uh, So now he seems to be the one, maybe not even in control, but he is seemingly over it. He's over her helping him. He's already left in his mind. So from two very weak verses, now we come to this bridge where it's like, before you'd have a chance to call, I'll be on the next train home. I've actually made this decision to leave you in the dust. And this very last line here, add it to the endless list of all the things we'll never, ever know. Kind of like it's... I have to listen to this because I always thought there was like a slanted rhyme here okay where added to the endless list of all the things we'll never ever miss but i also noticed that genius has no so i gotta i gotta listen to this what okay. the hell <laughs> so you're saying this never like a, ever I'm getting Mandela miss yeah that's what okay. i heard oh here's that chord change too No, I yeah, said no. It, yeah, it's very clear. No. What is the other? Uh, what is what's the other lyric being sung there? It's not on Genius, huh? What's Tom singing back there? But you'll never, never know. know. You'll never know. Oh, you'll never ever know. I think so he's just saying, saying he's, he's saying he's, never he's know. He's saying the last line. Yeah. Right. He's That's saying how, never know. But then that. in that last line, he's actually going never, never, ever never. Know. Ever, yeah. Yeah. Man, they're so good. So sick. Ah, God, that is so sick for this demo. Yeah. <laughs> or, well, that's this, not the demo, but not the demo, but for this yeah. this uh, this track that's on B-side. this EP, I love. I mean, so yeah. well thought out. Damn. Yeah. Never so know. Okay. So added to the endless list of all the things we'll never ever know. We'll never know how to be happy among so many other things that we fail at. Let's just add this to that exhaustive list. Add it to this endless yeah. list of things that we we fail at. So he's he's uh, discounting himself in the beginning. And then here he's he's 
maybe he's coming to grips with that reality and then he's moving on but then also wants to call back to her and say can we just agree that we suck at life or not suck at life but we suck at this relationship and then that's when it's then it's over yeah so again i mean with just one word in that track title they're over really reiterated in so many different ways from personalities and and uh and feelings here so very well done there you have it so for track notes, I'll open up with a Wikipedia blurb. Uh, the band released the Stay On My Side Tonight EP, which contained reworked versions of demos recorded with producer Mark Trombino that were not used for the album. Uh, this, in particular, was a much earlier Mark Trombino demo. So, <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, not just for futures. Uh, this is Jimmy Eat World's only release to feature the Parental Advisory label, which we talked about in the past. Yes. Um, and uh, it just always comes up every time we talk about Stay On My Side Tonight, which we haven't done in a minute. When's the last Right, time? man. I, I, I couldn't even tell you. Could I'm not even tell you. i it up right now. So. Uh, while I do. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and take that. Now, you had mentioned. Let's go ahead and get into this a little bit. Uh, you had mentioned this was in the, the key of E major, right? Um, That sounds right. I'm not going to argue right. with you on that. Yeah, E okay. major. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure you said E major. Now. From two years ago, I'm kind of I'm dipping a little bit into the uh, community here, but and, and go ahead and interject if you have something to say. Um, oh, I was gonna say 82 was the last uh, episode okay. we did for half right. right. Wow, man, 50 yeah. episodes ago. Yeah. Okay, man, that's a long time. That's uh, that's one year. <laughs> that's one year. Uh, all right, let's see. So sum- submitted two years ago from Think and 180 Do. Uh, they had titled this post, this discussion post, Over and What Would I Say to You Now in Open E. Open E. Oh. And you had commented in this thread a couple years ago. Oh, did I? You did. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Sorry if this topic was already mentioned, but I remember seeing somewhere that these two songs were in a weirder tuning than most Jew songs, which are normally in drop D, standard, or half step down, which is very true. I retuned my guitar to Open E and figured out both of these songs are in that tuning. Really cool tuning, but kind of scary because of t- of tuning two strings a whole step and one string a half a step up. Just got to be careful. I uh, hope this helps any fellow guitar dudes, dudettes out there, which I've got to agree. Have you ever, have you ever gone to open E? Uh, I mean, and, yeah, I play dashboard songs. So. Sure, <laughs> right. So you move the, uh, the D and the A go up to an E and a B and that's one whole step. And I just remember going gling, 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 <laughs> and you think it's going to snap. Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess mean, I'm mostly, if I'm playing dashboard, I'm playing open D. So open E, maybe not. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, okay. So they made a good comment there, which doesn't change the fact that this is in E major. Maybe they play, um, it doesn't change that open E, which I'll get to in a little bit is just the E major chord. You're just tuning the guitar mm-hmm. to that. So keep that in mind when we get into the uh, the little bit of music school that I'll talk when we listen to these uh, different chord structure or the the tunings here. I do have not. I do have a rig rundown. <laughs> that's exactly what I opened up right now. Oh, did you really? <laughs> do you want to play yeah, that? Because that that's that. actually going to take me into the next section. So if you want, well, to yeah, set I talk that about up. Tom's open E guitar, but like where <laughs> I didn't give myself a timestamp. So um, it is. Oh, you know what? I can look at the uh, transcript, but you have another uh, way to get there. No, actually, you know what? I didn't have it either. It's no. I, I grabbed the. Um, I grabbed that same thing. So it, it. You put it in here, but there's no. 
it was your post that you had posted, but you didn't put a timestamp. So All right, you let's would, jump to 27 minutes Tom's over here talking about. Um, this is a 93 Gibson SG. Um, first guitar that I actually started playing when we started hitting the road, but this is, isn't the actual guitar. The one broke, but... Um, <laughs> Was it also like a 93? Like something yeah, it was a 93, yeah. So I tried to just kind of get the same guitar, but it doesn't sound the same. Totally. But it's, now, it's, still, it's still good. Are, is this Gibson stuff intentional? So you guys have like a bit of a difference in sound? No, I mean, yeah, different sure. in sound. Yeah. Different, yeah, sounds that we're going for. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, cool. Is this stock? I mean, is... Yeah, this one's... Or anything? Yeah, this one's stock. I um, live for this, this shit, guy, man. though. This is so man. good. Yeah. This is my other guitar. This is um, tuned to C-sharp. And this is a Gibson Challenger. That is very cool. I've never actually seen one of these. That's so yeah, neat. it's something that I saw on eBay. It's tiny. And I, I didn't play it. And what year is it? It's a uh, '83. So the checking is awesome. I don't know if the camera can see that. I'll try to get a good picture for you guys. But but this is something I did kind of rig up. I put some uh, Gibson Burst Bucker Pro pickups oh, yeah. in mm. here. I still have the other pickups. <laughs> what do you love about the Burst Bucker in that? That is. I just like it. Just has a really full tone, and with. Kind of with Jim and I, with our playing styles, like I'm kind of doing more of like the rhythm stuff. Sure. So I kind of I'm want looking for yeah, like a fuller, yeah. like beefier sound. Sure. And so. So this Challenger, I mean, obviously aesthetically looks really close to a Les Paul. Um, is there a huge difference? Do you feel like there's a difference? I mean, it looks a little skinnier. You know what? When I was doing research about this, I guess it's old parts from Gibson that they would throw together to make these cheap guitars. Oh wow. And but I mean it. It sounds just as good as this guy right I, here. Like I feel like um, all of Tom's guitars you just bought you know, on eBay. I don't really know <laughs> what it so is, cool. but yeah, it's it's Keep a it simple, awesome man. guitar. Yeah, man. just for being like a thrown together spare parts, parts kind at of the, a parts guitar. Yeah. yeah, really like a bolt on and stuff. Yeah. Right? I noticed. I don't think Tom even yeah, has totally. like strap locks. Wow, on. crazy. That's, I get uh, that they're not throwing their guitars around. And they're cheap. Yeah, like. Like, what did, what did you pay for that, if you don't mind uh, me 300 bucks. Get out! Yeah, yeah dude, he is yeah, totally I mean, an eBay my, guy. My uh, guitar tech yeah. was just looking at him and saw him for 500 bucks. <laughs> so, yeah, they're just little cheapy guitars. That, Do you guys find yourself doing that, like checking the Craigslist and the towns that you play yeah, over yeah, here? Yeah, That's awesome. Going to music stores. And, and then... Black Les Paul. Yeah, is this is a 76 Les Paul. <laughs> yeah, and this is kind of the backbreaker guitar oh, that boy. I have. Is that more burst breaker? Mm -hmm. burst this is buckers? what I use mainly in the studio, too. <laughs> no kidding, yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm guessing you're not doing a whole lot of switching. I feel like that yellow yeah. one is yeah, the... Just, uh, just leave it on. Yeah, yeah because I'm, e and is this stock? I'm really clumsy, and I tend to hit the Dude, pickup. that's the... Every Les Paul style guitar I have, I have to tape it, because yeah. I will all right. jump around and I hit thought it. thought it was like, just me. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, and is this all stock? Did you change pickups? Yeah, this is all stock. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. How did where where did you find it? Is this something you found on like eBay or something? eBay. No Classic. kidding. Whew. Is that scary? <laughs> it's never, scary? Never having played the guitar and then Yeah, it's kinda scary. Like especially I've, something like this. I've gotten kinda lucky. And let's see, this is from twenty seventeen, so they were I've had a couple over. that have been pretty bad too. It happens. I guess that's yeah. kind of the, yeah. the risk you But it's what there. I would say to you now, right? Yeah. Is it like a TV um, yellow or is the light just weird in here? No, this is yeah, it's a TV yellow. Um Oh yeah, you know that yellow. It's a special, also a '93, and this guitar—not this exact guitar—but we were recording uh, "Chase This Light" with John Fields, um, the producer, and he had one of these, and it just sounded so good, and so I got one. But just like, gotta have one. But it doesn't sound like <laughs> as good as that. <laughs> Is it not even close? <laughs> it's not even close. Is it the pretty yeah. much the same specs? I mean, same pickups. I think so. Yeah. So it's just weird that. 
because, you know, I don't know what it is, but. How do, does it throw your ear at all switching from uh, humbuckers to P90s or not at all? Um, it definitely sounds different, but it doesn't, yeah, it's nothing that like. Are like, all right, with the uh, Axe Effects, I've never played one live. Can you, do, do the pickups have the same like response that they would through an it's amplifier? It's like literally the last guitar you <laughs> yeah. Or is it a little less? <laughs> it's That's a okay. little different. I think with the P90s, I'm usually turning the output a little bit higher. Sure. Um, to match the humbuckers. Gotcha. Yeah. But, and this is tuned to open E. There you go. There it is. Is that like a one song kind of guitar? Right. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that's really cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so. <laughs> wait, <Man>. wait. <laughs> Sick. Okay, so good. Right. I'm glad you went through all that 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 prefaced it because it made it it's interesting to hear Tom talking about how he gets his guitars, but also the different tunings that he has playing underneath Jim. And and you know, just kind of re-explaining that he does the rhythm part of it and how important that aspect of this tuning is. Mm -hmm. uh, so that actually takes me into what, let, let's call this music school. Just to give people a listen, don't try and uh, have an open mind, listeners. I'm going to give you a little bit of a look into uh, different tunings on guitars and kind of what Tom mentioned that he plays, just to give you an idea of what it sounds like. And this can translate to different musical instruments. But for you and I, David, I think this is going to make a lot more sense Um I'm gonna. I've got one, two, three, four, five different tunings that I'm glad that Tom had mentioned every one of these, and you're gonna hear them. So I'm just gonna try and explain them a little bit, just to give people a, uh, an overview of what that type of tuning results in. So let's start with this is gonna be standard tuning, right? Do you have any yeah. kind of acronym for this one? No, I just always know it EADGBE. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't. I don't either. Um, so this is what this one sounds like. Let's see if you can you hear this. Oh yeah. Okay. That's a. <laughs> that's when you that, gotta tune it back up. Right. That's the sound that you wanna when you grab yep. someone's guitar and you strum it. That's what you wanna hear. You wanna hear that. Okay. That's standard tuning. That is uh, the E B G D A E. Uh -huh. uh, and that's what any lefty guitar is gonna be tuned in standard. Now what the open E is is if you were to play an E chord. Mm -hmm. um, your move, you're basically putting your fingers on three different notes. Mm -hmm. And that moves three notes up a little bit. And what you're doing, instead of using your hand to do this, you're tuning the guitar up a little bit. And like, uh, what is it? Um, think Are you one. tuning it up or down? Wouldn't you no, tune you're definitely it tuning it two notes down? The A string would be tuned down. Oh, I guess it is. You're tuning up. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're tuning right. it you're right. to... Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be a uh, an E, a G sharp, and mm -hmm, a B. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what the nice thing about that is that instead of having those three fingers on your fret, on your fretboard, now you can right. play this. Right. Without pressing a damn thing. <laughs> Without pressing a damn thing. And what does, did, does this make you think of anything, David, this? Hey, you're damn right. Dude, I just had an argument, not an argument. Okay, now listen to this. Hold on, hold on. Now we got to settle a debate. So Robert uh -huh. and Anthea were having a heated household debate uh -huh. about what is said at the end when they bring the chorus back around. Okay. 
So jump to like two thirds of the way through this song. All right. Okay. Here we go. Yep. Nah. We, I think we missed it. I don't know. Okay. Here, I'll, I'll go to the middle. Yeah. Okay. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Oh, man. Okay. Me. Right here. This part. Okay. What does he say? Sing it again now. See, Robert and I here sing it to the end now. Oh, no. That doesn't fit. Sing it to the Listen end to now. Listen to it, dude. Listen to it, dude. Like the cowboys say. Sing it again now. Sing it again now. Ain't gonna no, unhear it. Sing it to the end now. Nah, you're you're hearing it wrong. Like no. Sing it again now. Sing it to the end now. You know what? Here what we're gonna do. Forty four J pod. You're gonna sweeter it. Sing to the end now. Sing to the end now. Sing it to the end of the song now. You're adding all these extra words no, no, in here that no, don't no, exist. No, no. What's funny is when he says it slowly, I hear sing to the end now. Oh, really? So let's see yeah. this. Let's see how this sounds. Sing to the end now. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what. I hear sing it to the end now when I go 1.5 speed. Let's listen to this again. Sing to the end now. <laughs> now you've got me believing, David. Sing it to the end now. Yeah. Telling you, man. Telling you, it's so right. funny that just came up this past week. Uh, okay, well, it must have been. Uh, it must. Everyone's ears were burning. Yeah. So, <laughs> is this a Yanny situation? Uh, <laughs> Laurel and Yanny. <laughs> so there All you right. have. That's and the benefit of having open E. This is the cool part of open E is that you've got the guts of this chord. Uh, <laughs> structured so all you do is you basically take your finger and that's the bar and you move that up and you've got all these different you've got f f sharp you've got g g sharp um all the way up the fretboard right yeah. so that makes it easier just to be a little bit more um uh, i th- you know my my mind goes to uh rage against the machine with just how uh tom morello would play where so you're able to just put a little bit more emphasis on just playing these individual major chords. Yeah. So then you have, so that's standard, then open E. Then you have a half step down, which is how I play because I have a lower registered voice. So mm. it's easier for me to play this. And this is basically, this is uh, just regular E tuning, but down half a step. So everything is now so E flat. E flat, or yeah, you could do the the sharps too. Uh, but yeah, mm. this is essentially E flat. So just half a step down, if you just walk, you go, oh. mm-hmm. and then you have what you and I know as drop D, which is mm-hmm. Jimmy Eat World is very familiar with this track or this this type D-A-D-G-B-E, of tuning. D-A-D-G-B-E, right? Yeah. So it's D the dad. It's the dad boy of playing, right? Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is essentially the same concept as open E. So if you were to strum the entire, uh, all six strings, this is what you would hear. Okay, but the same concept of you can use your your one finger to move it up and go. So the nice thing about this is that you're not playing open E, which stays an E. You're moving it down one whole step to a D. So now you can sing stuff that's that's one whole step lower. Yeah. Now this last one, I'm very I'm very happy that that Tom mentioned this. So he said C sharp tuning. Hmm. The f- craziest song that I've ever tuned to was Goo Goo Dolls' Black Balloon. 
And if it's black balloon. <laughs> well, listen to this. Listen to this and, and try not to sing it, right? I mean, here. Right? You just going to hear it go. Hey, this black balloon makes her fly. <laughs> you, you have a hard time not singing it. And this one is one of those where half of the notes are up and then half of the notes are down. Mm. And But what's nice about this is that this is open C. So you've moved yourself to essentially the same thing as an E or a D open tuning. But now you're in C. And so Tom has uh, a drop D. He's got his open E-tuned guitar, and then he's got this C-sharp tuned guitar. Um, and I imagine he doesn't have these on stage. Do you think he doesn't have these on stage? He's got a roadie on the side that would bring him this out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he's got all these different tunings, which um, I'm wondering if he plays these underneath Jim. Because, you know, when you see him play live, I don't think Jim changes guitars more than once or twice. He goes to his acoustic. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. He'll go to his acoustic, maybe retune one of his electrics, but I don't know if he's changing this dramatically yeah. to something where he's got open tuning. So uh, anyway, you know what got me on this was when I was speaking with uh, with Ben Foote about uh, F and D minor in the same tuning. So you had remarked about one listing saying that the song was in D minor and then uh, something else saying it was in F, but they are technically the same key they have the same Mm. notes so i didn't catch it full disclosure you asked me a question and i wasn't actually paying attention classic right classic that's the jimmy pod so (laughs) looking back on it now i'm glad he caught me and so hopefully we can make that right that yes f and d minor are technically the same set of notes it's just a different when when i hear d minor i think of a different chord structure than i do when i hear f Mm. In that, because I have this as an E major key, but that's just off Tomb Bat's information. Right. Uh, how does that play into it? Say that again, E? E major. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still E major. So all they're doing is they have tuned the guitar to being that. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's kind of open E is essentially like synonymous with um, saying E major. Yeah. I just don't think you say open E. You wouldn't say this is my guitar's tuned to E. I guess you could. You absolutely yeah. could. My guitar's tuned to E major. Bonkers. So that's still in. That's still good. Um, here is another. Is that is that it for uh, that's, tuning that's school? That's it for. There we go. We got Sick. tune school. Yeah, tune tune school. Um, misprinted vinyl info from Discogs. So, um, Discogs had this listed as one of the versions. Misprint version with track listing on back sleeve incorrectly listing closer as the last track on side A when it is actually the first track on side B. Printed, insert, and LP labels feature correct track listing. Pressed on 150 gram vinyl and includes printed insert and download card for entire release in digital format. So that's just something about the EP and with only five songs. We'll bring it back around. Oh, okay. Um, dude, this was on One Tree Hill. Yes, it um, was. <laughs> so I went ahead and found the One Tree Hill episode. Let me log into my Hulu. Um, and... Uh, get this content watched here uh, okay like, oh what is it uh, uh, it wants me to watch the kardashians i see travis barker here <laughs> is he on the kardashians he is because he and courtney are together and they're trying to have a baby oh my goodness i know i was like oh what what your kids are almost grown you you almost won you're almost done do you <laughs> like what when you okay let me ask you this david while you're, while you're getting that all set up when you think of like let's say how how old are his kids now? I don't know, like thirteen. And okay, they're 15 still or something. Not adults. 
So let's say you move on to somebody else and you start you start uh, a family with them. What's the first thing that goes through your mind? Because I'll tell you what goes through my mind. Uh, they're my age when they graduate high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Because what goes through my mind is him paying for the kids that he has with the other people. And I think you're going to add more onto that. That's where right. I guess I guess my I mind goes towards yeah, no, finances. Mine is, and then, mine is those kids are almost 18 and you are almost done with them. And you're going to start over. Oh, okay. So you're <laughs> rationalizing his decision making. And I'm thinking of more of the the financial impact of this decision that he's making. I mean, it's, right. and they kind of go hand in hand. I guess it's like he's thinking that, hey, they got five years and these kids are out of the door. I don't have to care for them mm-hmm. anymore let's start that, a new I don't batch have to care for them anymore but like <laughs> i can go on vacation without needing know, to worry so, about it, it, like, it's a very a babysitter <laughs> or like right anything like that all right let's take a listen this is one tree hill season three episode eight the worst day since yesterday and i'll have something to say about that in a minute but we're gonna go ahead and play a little bit of this this is the end of the scene uh these girls are mad at this guy in He's in the studio, and we're coming out of commercial in a very bad. Thanks for picking me up. Uh, rear yeah, projection. No you needed a ride. I got to slap Chris. Win-win. Car <laughs> scene. <laughs> it's so good. It looks like it's from the Sometimes 1960s. I feel like you to slap me. Look, I know I've been a bitch. You haven't been that bad. Please, Brooke's been calling me Peyton Marie Sawyer. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you got that? I didn't know, but I was. I mean, like, I got I, it when I, she I, said I it. I was waiting so for her. tired of everyone leaving. You know, they all have really great reasons, but it still hurts. So, so I, my I guess, guess is that they're listening to it while they're driving. You're the only one who's coming. But it's it sounds very present. So is it just background of the scene, or are oh, they listen to it while driving? Oh, okay. No, music up. All right, here we go. Oh, and now we're in the scene. So it's just background music. Yeah. Is taking pills. When I see people take pills and things, it reminds. I think the first thing I ever saw people take. So that's what the scene is, by the way. Um, the first time I ever saw somebody take pills in a movie was Phantom of the Paradise, and uh, the story is this: it's the story of Faust. Somebody sells their soul to the devil for fame and fortune, right? And uh, the character who is the devil in this movie is a record producer played by Paul Williams. He's terrific. And he's locked this musician in a studio to write music for eternity. And he comes in with a briefcase full of drugs and he's like, breakfast? So in my head (laughs) as a kid, they tasted like food. Yeah. (laughs) So every time I see somebody Like they'd be like like sweet chalk. Yeah. Right? (laughs) In my head, it was like bacon and eggs. And he said breakfast. So so that said, uh, are you familiar with this song? Since the name of that episode was Worst Day Since Yesterday, I immediately think of Flogging Molly Classic from Swagger, The Worst Day Since Yesterday. Love Dave King. Love Flogging Molly. I did a play once with a couple Irish fellows, and they were friends with the people from Floggy Mall, and they came in and saw the show, and I got to meet them and go to a pub with them after. It was terrific. Oh, where was I this? I know I miss 
more than hit. What was the question? Where where was this? Where were you? Uh, this is when I was that in was college. I was stage managing sink. a show at the Odyssey Theater on Sepulveda and I in West LA. And, uh, that's what I did like for my job. I was, was going to be a professional stage manager, and there just wasn't enough money in it. It's <laughs> been the worst day since yesterday. That's a classic. Um, the moment I bought an acoustic guitar, Ryan Ornstein showed me how to play and play that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's all I have for track notes. You have any other track notes? Do you want to listen to the uh, Tom version of this? Fuck yeah! Let's let's do it. All right, dude. Uh, was I supposed to get a? Uh, did you send me a uh, watch together link or no? I didn't. Sorry, I didn't. No, no, no. So I'm gonna because we this. can now both hear. It's you're like, right. do we need it anymore? Nah, we don't. <laughs> Unless I mean, you, maybe I mean, for you're doing a great stuff. job of describing the scenes, so it's fine. Oh, thanks. Um, and so. Uh, I can. Uh, you got the demo I queued do. up. I have Sweet. it queued up. So let's go. I'll pause this. Uh, pause I it right here. Think this sounds so much like the release version. Obviously, the lyrics are different, but I couldn't believe how fleshed out it was, especially for being as right. early as it was. You would so, think that they would have completely reworked the song or something. Nah, they kept that. Yeah, pretty much. They just added in Jim's lyrics. Uh, but this is what Ceilings and Floors has to say. So we've we've had some content from ceilings and floors before some deep content i love it uh this is titled jimmy world clarity demos remastered and it is uh, chaptered so there's uh there's a few different uh, timestamps that we can go through the source tape was a bit muffled so i decided i might try and give these demos a bit of a remaster this was mainly just eq to brighten it up and speed corrections original tape was 1.5 percent too fast I also reduced some clicks and did some noise reduction in quieter parts. Sweet. Yeah, so here we go. This is Tom's version. Now, did you know it was Tom when you listened to it? Only because I saw it in the in the Reddit thread. Hmm. Is he talking through some spring reverb or something? It's wild. Yeah, man. So there's two demos because this is different than the one that I listened to and I set aside. Oh, really? Yeah, this is way. This sounds way different than the one. Uh, okay. Than, than the release song. I've got this one. Uh, if you want to indulge me here, because you're saying that this, the one that you're listening to, sounds okay. This sounds like the record. So two demos. I'm glad you found the one that you found. That one sounds wild. (laughs) Oh yeah, with Jim in there. Yeah, yeah. But the lyrics are different. 
so I was just like, oh, the lyrics are different, but the song sounds the same. So I take back what I said then. Um, I thought I, that one, what you have, is way closer to what the final one was that went yeah. on that <laughs> We were both talking about two different I, things. That's so funny. Yeah, right. And I thought you just meant like, oh, it just sounds like they just uh, they, they add a little bit of crunch to the guitars and they changed over to Jim's. It's like, okay, yeah. in that regard, yeah, I guess it sounds just like it. But <laughs> sure, this Dave, is, whatever, dude. <laughs> well, no, now I know. <laughs> I mean, let's listen to a little bit more of this because this sounds yeah, very, yeah. very different. So this is exactly what Jim was talking about then with, with Tom's yeah. version. Yeah. Now stick with me. I want to stick with. I want to listen to it through the bridge. This is tight. So you know what I was hoping for was I was hoping mm. for Tom underneath in this version singing uh we'll never know we'll never know. Mm. Uh, but he actually was in the in the uh was it the present tense? Uh this was like saying we'll never know ever know like you never knew you yeah. never ever knew. And it's a little bit let's take a listen to it in the demo here the uh, other demo I'll go it's like two thirds of the way through here. Last words in the 
It almost sounds like a semisen. A semisen? Not a guitar. A jack. Uh, Okinawan. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. glad they kept bits of that then yeah absolutely so this was that what jim was tell- talking about with 1997 so when they played this instrumentally uh, at that show that right, night arapaho with, <laughs> with right, the yeah. uh, christy front drive drummer right they just jammed for a few minutes on this thing yeah <laughs> jeez okay wow the predecessor to like the, i get all these other versions these three other versions yeah man over wow okay um, I got a couple of reviews of the uh, record with a couple of blurbs. This is Chris Carl for IGN gave the uh, EP six and a half out of ten. Says most of the EP glides by forgettably, a wash in a sea of jangly, same sounding guitar riffs. Not offending, but not inspiring much either. This is a record that will easily find airplay, but continue to confound those of us who seek unique and bold sounds. Once <laughs> you've looped, once you've loped through over and closer. Half right doesn't sound at all different. So that's Chris Carl. Um, okay. uh, review scores all uh, all music uh, gave it a one. Oh no, it probably was stars, and it didn't come over from uh, the thing. Um, so yeah, IGN gave it a six and a half out of ten. LAS Magazine gave it a seven out of ten, and then it peaked at seventy four on the Australian Aria charts. Oh, oh, Australian, huh? Australia. I've got it, mate. Uh, in 2005. Uh, so that is what I have for reviews and chart positions. All right. Um, and then uh, you got anything else before we jump into community? No, nah, man. That's it. Let's talk about this top song meetings comment uh, for over. Uh, there were 25 comments. I'll just look at the top one. This is posted by Nebby05. This song is like me and my ex. We liked each other and started going out, but she was too busy to handle a relationship, so we took a break. And during this break, she lost feelings for me. She was over me, and it mm. sucks. It is a crappy feeling when you're crazy for someone and they change their feelings for you without a reason. And you look for anything to cling on to try to make it uh, try and make it real like it was before, like trying to ignore the truth. It doesn't matter if it's fake or real. That was posted July 18th, 2007. That's a pretty old comment for yeah. song meetings. Um, so that's what I had there. What, what do you got for community? All right, let's see. I've got uh, three things from Reddit. I've got the most underrated slash overrated on each album uh, three years ago by Walking on a Wire. Uh, for each album, which song do you think is the most underrated, overrated? If you're not sure on general opinions of songs, uh, check the previous Survivor polls. Uh I don't think I have big controversial ones that I'll go down fighting for. I think most are minor disagreements. And then under stay on my side tonight, he has under half right and over as closer or closer rather. Um, and let's see, where's my over? <laughs> there we go. Um, stay on my side tonight. Yeah. Under is half right. Over is closer uh, due to a remix, a cover and one of their best songs. I feel like you left either, Picking between closer and over. 
Most go for over. I prefer closer. <laughs> the part that, you know why this this one came up so much is because there's a whole there's a whole bunch of overs in here. Yeah. And let's see, there's a a whole bunch of them. That was the only mention of over then was that uh, most people go for over, but they picked closer. All right. All right. That was a great little uh, <laughs> segment there. Uh, stay on my site tonight. Survivor results walking on our wire five years ago. So this is what they were alluding to here. Uh, first place was disintegration. And then in second place, a tie between over and closer uh, with 15 votes or 40, 47%. So that got to second place. Sweet. And then the last one. If you could substitute Tom Linton for one song, and this was submitted a year ago in an opinion style thread for, uh, for from Table for Glasses 24. Uh, let me start by saying that I think Jim Atkins is an incomparable songwriter, an excellent vocalist. With that said, I have always felt that Tom Linton has incredibly underrated rock voice. And what do people say down here? Let's see. So LMJB underscore I read says over night drive feeling lucky. Geez, I don't know, Tom, so I think uh, it'd be interesting to hear his version of any Jew song. And then that's where the conversation got into from Seeves, says Over was a Tom Lee demo from Clarity, believe it or not. And then they got into that uh, explanation through the Clarity demos. And A Heap of Games said Over. So I don't know if uh, Thomas Adam, Thomas Adam Heap <laughs> knew beforehand that this was a Clarity demos track from Tom or if he just knew that this felt like a Tom song. For whatever reason, uh, that that is what he chose. So he said uh, "over" as his choice for uh, his nice. Tom song, and that's it. No, nothing else. Um, I've got a couple other community things. One is oh, wise guy um on the music subreddit giving his loadout on um Jimmy World Tracks says "over" has some really cool lines in it. It I really like the slides on the vocals in this song, and yeah, that is pretty cool and uh, uncharacteristic uh, for the band. These uh, those are tight. Um, and lastly, here <laughs> I couldn't think of anything for this number, so I'll give you some stats right. for what happened this year. Uh, Kansas City defeats Minnesota in the Super Bowl. Baltimore uh, defeats Cincinnati in the World Series. New York defeats the Lakers in the NBA Championship, and Boston defeats St. Louis in the Stanley Cup. Dust Commander won the Kentucky Derby that year. Brazil defeated Italy in the World Cup. Can I ask the you a The Beatles question? break up. The Beatles break up. The year the Beatles broke up. Oh, dude. Um, I'm going to say 80. Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin die this year. Oh, God. I want to say 81. Midnight Cowboy won Best Picture at the Oscars. Oh, I don't know. Uh, are we in the 70s or the 80s? Uh, 70s. God, 78. Nah, 70. You thought yeah, the Beatles were way. together in the Jeez, 80s, man. huh? I thought they were. I thought they, I thought were they still broke chilling, up in the man. 60s. Mm, I thought they okay. broke up in 69. Well, look um, at me. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, so Jake T. O'Donnell, number 70 on his list, over. Uh, arriving at college in the fall of 2005, I didn't have the easiest time adjusting to my first taste of life away from home. Luckily, I had some new Jimmy World songs to keep me company when Stay on My Side Tonight was released in early October. I dutifully went to my local music shop, bought a copy, and didn't stop listening to it. The EP had three new original songs, plus a Heatmiser cover, and a truly bizarre remix of a Futures Cut that didn't make the list. And I felt an immediate sonic kinship with all three of them. Over is a faithful rocker with winding guitar lines and some typical great Jim lyrics about a breakup. I really need to hear how great I am because I can't even get out of bed. Last words from a dying scene, you're over me. And this killer breakdown part. 
Before you'd have a chance to call, I'd be on the next train home and add it to the endless list of all the things we'll never, ever know. This is Jim at his most self-loathing, which often makes for his best art. Says Jake T. O'Donnell at number 70 on his top 100 Jimmy World songs. Shall we jump into some of the uh, performance videos I found? I specifically pulled them from the Ventura Theater Show. Yeah, and, I'd love to uh, listen to them again. I didn't watch any of them. So uh, I will start a watch together so we can experience this all right. show all over again together. Um, so uh, please stand by as I make a uh, link that I will share with you momentarily. That is not the person I want to share it with. <laughs> Coworker? <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, is exactly who it was. Um, and I'm going to take this first video. Uh, it's called Over Jimmy Eat World Classic. And this is posted by Music is Love Vids. I believe we've played Music is Love Vids before. Let's see how good the audio is on this. crunchy yeah um uh but we were at that show so i was excited yeah. to play it and here's another this is a second angle from the same show a little wider and this is posted by user boodle 14 boodle 14 posted this one <laughs> Sounds so good. Yeah. Um, oh my god. And lastly, we'll play one more video from that same show. Um, and this is a third angle posted by the real concert king. <laughs> of the vocal melody is great compared to the demo i think that's the right yeah. vocal melody yeah. to go with those are the ones i pulled for live i mean they only played it a handful of times so um there it is i uh did you flag any covers 
I got two. All right, sweet. I uh, I mean, like, yeah, I see a drum guy. We got that guy, Matthew Galms, who did the day core, night core, but I just don't have faith. Oh, that those are you know good. what? I don't have that. Eh, we we listened to him a couple weeks ago. All right. And it was like, eh, he didn't do a great okay. job. We ended up doing our own decor and nightcore from his stuff. Right. Oh, that's, um, that was the one. There okay. is this slowed and reverb that Ethan Cooling's Callings did. Did you hear this at all? No. Let's take a listen to this real quick, just before we get into like uh, covers proper, right? And, and I only um, have two, by the way. Uh oh, okay. Uh, I'll see if I have any now. Two that you flagged or two that you found? Two that I found. Okay, Ethan Collings. I, I think I might have found a couple more, but we'll see. Um, Ethan Collings. Slowed and reverb. So this is kind of decor-y. I can get on board with this. Dude, I like this. Yeah, man. Have you seen Dude Wars My Car? Oh yeah. Okay, so remember when the uh, the woman with the big bug eyes? I think it's insinuated that she's maybe trans, but her voice is like low like this. Yeah, when she talks to <laughs> uh, tripping balls, something in Chester. But yeah, sounds like this. really get that low uh i can't tell if i'm hearing the low harmony or if it's just pitched down it sounds like the low harmony. <laughs> anyway that was cool yeah Good job, i liked even. that yeah that was cool and let's see if i have anything else uh worth noting um i've got mark peters doing an acoustic tutorial i saw that okay uh i don't know if that counts as a cover as much as a it, was that one of your covers? It, no, it wasn't. It's was just a little long for okay. me, so I, I didn't know. If oh, let, let's listen to a little bit. Let's jump okay. into the middle of it. So all together, it should go. The guitar sounds great. Yeah, man. Good lord. That tone, though. It took me a while to figure out like what he was playing, and then, and then I was like, into "Oh, the I'm into this." Chorus. And the chorus. Let's is jump to the end really, and see really if he's like open strings. So okay. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, it's that open tuning, baby. All right, oh, all right, yeah. all right, all right. So Woo. yes, I see a drum cover and an acoustic cover. Are those the two that you have? <gasps> no. Well, okay. Uh, I don't think this is the drum cover. I got one acoustic cover and then one electronic cover. Hmm. Yeah. I, don't know if I got the electronic cover. I found it on SoundCloud. Oh, nice. See, I didn't yeah. go to any of those. Sorry. <laughs> let's hear that. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, let's listen to Jordan Pratty first. This is the it's lo-fi acoustic. Uh, we'll listen to this. Here we go. Get this. Love a couch. Love a good couch. <laughs> Gotta have the Gatorade. It's leather, here. man. It's got the Gatorade down there. That's lemon lime. Sounds very worshipy. I'm 
Redmond Youth Group, man. Good job, well Pratty. Check out Brian C. Buyer. I can pop in. I'm going to do this in here because I know it works. It's got to work. This is Brian C. Buyer. Say we've had this guy on before. Hmm. Very Pacific Northwest looking of him. Yeah, I dig it. Last words from the I think it picks up a little bit here. Let's see. Oh, uh, we might have had him on for open bar reception. Yeah. Deep cuts, man. I like it. The waveform changes a little bit here. I want to see if it if it changes. Yeah, sonically. I really need to hear how great I am. Cause I can't even get up out of bed. Now say it like you mean it. Doesn't matter how you really feel. I'll say it back softly. Oh. Got to be strong. I've been empty oh so long. You're over it, over me. Present just physically. It's. I mean, it's. It it's uh, asking for a little bit of drums just to kind of have yeah yeah, yeah. Zach come on but you can see four twenty Bdo sixty nine no I did not you know as as cool as that username is I did not come across that one four twenty Beezer sixty nine it looks like somebody set up a drum kit in a Jeez. storage facility like in the closet that you would rent at a storage facility for sure and then they, they get this they played what I would say to you now and over on drums. Yeah. <laughs> so like, weren't those two songs open E? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those so, are the ones. Maybe to, maybe this dude is a serious drum tuner, and he is like, "No, nah, I can only play this these two songs because they're so interesting." My, my kid Those is two. tuned to open E. So let's take a listen. Uh, I, right. I I mean, I love what I would say to you now. Yeah. Wow, he's got a camera up top. I love that he didn't rotate. The... Yeah. Ugh, I love this song. All right, let's jump ahead. This looks like the storage unit that we had. <laughs> is, is this a, a pod? Oh, yeah, totally a pod. A customs, baby. Nice. Nice. Well done. Yeah. In their little rat pack seat uh, <laughs> tray yeah. that sits on the driveway. There's people walking by going, what the hell is in there going on in there? <laughs> so before we sign off, Justin, did you make any rave DJs? I did, man. How many? Uh, just one. Oh, I made two. Should we go me, you, me? Yeah, let's do it. All right. This is called Over Worst Day Since Yesterday. Oh, okay. If I recall, I didn't hate either of mine. Well, I know I miss more than a hit With a face that was launched to sink And I sold a meal Love the accordion. Yeah. Is that the dreams I once had? Now I am So I don't know. I didn't hate it. No, it, it kind of worked. Great. I liked yeah. it. I loved that they had the accordion included in there, and then his vocal lines went along with the background. Yeah, man. All right, what you got? Okay, I got this one's called Ball Bullover. Bullover. We were doing the C sharp tuning, and I went, I liked oh. bl- black balloons, so I went with the combo. Oh, sick! <laughs> I love that it's not just like babies over balloon or something. Right, like Bullover. Bullover. I almost fell into that hole in your life. <laughs> Oh, Johnny Resnick. (laughs) Nice. I'll give it 10 more seconds. Oh, 
<laughs> it, it has like moments. Art. Yeah, it has okay. moments. This Let's last one was made purely off of the name. All right. I was like, the song is called Over. Uh-huh. What's the most popular under song I could think to pair it with? This is Over Pressure. Got it. Oh, good. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. And it works pretty well. I always love when they cut him. Okay, well, that was over pressure. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Eat World X topic and queen. <laughs> I love the topic that gets thrown in there. <laughs> the freaking topic. Well, Justin, what are your final thoughts on this marathon episode of Jimmy E Pod for the song over featuring one young Jim Atkins? Well, I, I, you know, I'm glad we got to hear the the Tom versions of this and that that earlier version. Uh, I've always loved this track on Stay on My Side tonight. Uh, it does take a back seat to Closer, which, uh, I don't know, man, there's something about that track. But Over, still love it very much. Uh, it's a jam for me. What about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, you should have seen my face like the moment I I was like, I can put both headphones in, walk the dogs, listen to this. And uh, just when those drums kicked in, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, dude. Yeah. Uh, I was just blown away. Um and I didn't, I mean, it must have just been a minute since I was doing on headphones or something. Yeah. Because it did not sound familiar. Not, obviously, the song itself sounded familiar. But the the absolute punch to the chest yeah. of the of the drums on this was just really put it over the top for me. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, yeah. And, um, man, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be... Uh, this is, I mean, this is gonna, uh, it's all downhill from here, Justin. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You know what? Yeah. We, we've hit the, we've hit the, uh, that apex of our. <laughs> well, if anybody stuck around and listened to all of this, thank you so much. Yeah. And as we like to say, after every episode, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! <laughs> <laughs>